Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Wednesday, September 27th edition of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast. And we got the whole band back together today, and hopefully everyone's in a better mood. Tommy, in a better mood? Man, you were in a bad mood yesterday. You were the one in a bad mood. I'm in a great mood. I'm fantastic. Got a Packer game on Thursday night. Looking forward to it. I'm in a great mood. Oh, it's Derek. He was in a bad mood. Derek, are you in a better mood today? No, I got to drive up to the office in Minneapolis today to do some financial stuff. So, no, I'm not in a great mood. And you went to the dentist earlier today, too, I right? I did. That didn't help either. <laughs> no, there's nothing nothing good about going to a dentist. I've always hated dentists since I was a kid. Always had cavities. They always found new ones. They knew my dad had good dental insurance. That's what my I've always said. It's because of my dad's dental insurance that I had so many cavities. You're when, I, bit my dad, I bit my dentist when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. See? I actually, None of us like dentists. Here's right? something was, you guys he don't... Was, he was torturing me. He had his, you know, he had his hand in my mouth with the, you know, the pokey things that they still use, by the way. Yeah. You know, by the way, we've made advancements in medicine and technology that are insane in our lifetimes, but they still use those sharp knives to jab into your mouth at the dentist. So yeah, I bit that guy. I bit him hard. They only do that if they, they don't like you. Here's a little story. You guys, uh, I actually went to a, a dental school for a semester until I realized no. I didn't actually want to be working in people's mouths the rest of my life. So it took me about a, a semester at the University of Minnesota to figure that out. So and again, I don't, I'm not sure how many uh, people would go to a dentist called Doctor Butcher, anyways. So probably a good decision. <laughs> That would have been awesome. <laughs> I, try, I would have gone to see, yeah. You'd have That's when you Boucher. had to be Boucher. Yeah, exactly. That's when you had to be Dr. Boucher. Dr. No Boucher. Is, no, that is awesome. Yeah, would have had to move to Montreal, and, and that would have been it. Yep. Oh, that would have been bad. Hey, do you have a hygienist who talks while you have your mouth wide open? She's asking yeah. questions all the time. Stop asking me questions. My mouth is wide open. you got your hands in it with these knives. What am I supposed to reply? Huh? It's like waitresses who come by at restaurants and ask how the food is when you just shoved a big piece of steak into your mouth. It's like, you saw me cut the piece of steak. You were walking toward me. You saw what I was doing, and you're still going to come over here and ask me how I'm doing. All right. We haven't, given anybody, we haven't given anybody any advantage to win their fantasy leagues right now, so we better start right now. I'm in a better mood at least now. I'm in a better mood now, so that's good. <laughs> Sure, Doctor Butcher. Butcher. I love that. That is, that is fucking awesome, man. Doctor Butcher. That is the best. Yeah, you're always going to be known now as Doctor Butcher. I yep. hope you know That's that. Sweet. Stand it to the list. You should, you should not have uh, told us that little story, but uh, a dentist. Wow. That's the last job I would ever want. I don't care what it pays. That's the last job I'd ever want. All right, let's talk about some guys that are 
doing some surgery on their opponents so far. I want to look at some of the guys that are leading our, our NFFC guys to big money so far through three weeks of action. And that person right now, as I look, guys, is Todd Gurley. We've talked about Kareem Hunt. He's definitely leading the running backs. He's got 97.8 points through three weeks. That's pretty amazing. But uh, Todd Gurley at 86.1 is on three of our five first-place teams in our national contest. Pretty big surprise, don't you think, Tom? Yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic without a doubt. And keep in mind, after the Thursday game, uh, Kareem Hunt's stock soared significantly. It actually began soaring, obviously, yeah. after the Spencer Ware injury. Gurley's ADP hung around the third round, sometimes into the fourth round, it never really surged too high. So to me, that's a better story than Kareem Hunt because if you spent, let's say, a, a early second or first round pick on Kareem Hunt, you know, you're getting great, you're getting amazing production, but you spent to get it. With Todd Gurley, if you got him in the third or fourth round, that is pure value right now. Yeah, when you look at Gurley's stats, it's great. He's got six touchdowns, so does Kareem Hunt. But the Gurley's got 13 receptions through three games. Yeah, baby. Hunt's got nine. Gurley also has 63 carries so far. Man, I think that stops among all running backs. 63 carries in three games. So Gurley's getting the rock, getting it done, and you got to like that. Interestingly, the third player running back right now in scoring in the NFFC is Chris Thompson. He's got 72 points on 27 touches. He's got 27 touches in three games. Now, now, Derek, I heard on the channel yesterday, guys, were like Ray Flowers was saying that you can't count on this production because he doesn't get enough touches, and Jay Gruden said he's not going to give him more touches. But, man, it's hard to argue with the production so far, right? Sure is, and we talked about this uh, the other day. Uh, is it sustainable? We keep saying it isn't, but, I mean, who's to say he's not going to keep going? I mean, like you said, P. Ryan looks very, like I said before, pedestrian. Nothing special there. Rob Kelly, uh, people have been screaming about Rob Kelly being fat Rob, not a good running back. So at some yeah. point, Gruden can, Gruden can say what he wants, but if the Redskins want to win, why not give it to your most explosive guy out of the backfield more times? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Four running backs are averaging 20 or more points per game so far through three weeks of action. There are only two wide receivers averaging more than 20 points per game. So, like Tom said, maybe we'll have next year a whole draft, for whole first round of running backs, but uh, we'll have to see if this sustains. But right now, the running backs are kicking some ass over the wide receivers. I want to talk about the quarterbacks, because real interesting, Tom Brady, of course, scored 50.5 points last week. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy right now with 105.1 points. But, uh, guys, remember on the second weekend in Las Vegas, he was going after Alex Smith after the Thursday night game. Obviously, he's come around, but do we expect Brady to keep this top spot the way the uh, Patriots are playing right now? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think he could easily be the number one quarterback in fantasy. 50 points per game is a little insane, but, uh, you know, over 30, certainly he could do that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is at 27 and a half, so you certainly yep. can feel like Brady can get you 30. This is a, a great passing offense. It's questionable how effective they'll be running the ball on a weekly basis. It's questionable how much they want to run the ball on a weekly basis. They love throwing it, and they got the weapons. Cooks broke out finally. Chris Hogan's been good. Gronk is still healthy. There's a lot to like about Tom Brady. Yeah, no doubt. I think he's going to sustain it as well. The top five, you have Tom Brady. Alex Smith is still up there averaging 28 points per game in our scoring system. Then you got Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, 
and Matthew Stafford. So you got Brady Rogers and Breeze is what we expected. But in the top 12, you also have Jared Goff at 11 and Blake Portals at 12. We did not expect that. But Derek, as you look at the quarterbacks, again, there's not a big difference from that second tier of quarterbacks. Those elite quarterbacks, Brady Smith, or Brady Rogers and Breeze, we expected. But then after that, it's, everybody's averaging between 22 and 21 points per game, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, it kind of goes against the whole waiting, kind of spits water at the whole waiting on a quarterback this year. I mean, think of the people that waited and took Cam Newton and paired him with Mariota yeah. at this point or something. You you are way, and, you know, look at the guys that took Tom Brady and, you know, second round or third round, depending on where you took them. Those guys, those guys have are loving the fact that they wasted a high pick on their quarterback at this point. Um, I got a couple of teams where, again, I've been Cam Newton and paired with Mariota and one and Wentz with the other, or uh, excuse me, I think Stafford with the other. And I'm, I'm middle of the pack in points because I just can't keep up with the guys that have been, you know, shooting Brady out there at this point. So again, we, we see the strategy where guys wait on quarterbacks, but at the same time, like I've said before, there's many ways to play this game and, you know, getting one of those top, top upper echelon quarterbacks early and finding finding your ways with uh you know other positions down a little bit later works just as well sometimes yeah no doubt about that i mean it is risky to to a second third round pick on brady or rogers but boy it's got to be feeling good especially in our scoring system at six points per passing touchdown you're getting 30 35 points a game that really helps out uh you can get to 120 pretty easily when you're getting 50 out of one guy. That's for sure. That's so production you don't get of two that or three other players at some time. So, it's, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Right. I mean, I've, I have Derek Carr in a bunch of them. And, you know, I was happy until Sunday night. But now he's averaging only 21 points per game. So he's averaging 14 less a game than, than Brady is. I don't feel so good about that. Let's talk about the wide receivers. Of course, we expected this, right, Derek? Uh, number one, we've got Stefan Diggs. Yeah, why not? I mean, you got Case Keenum throwing the ball two out of th- two out of every three games. How do you not be the number one receiver? No, to be honest, um, Diggs. I, I actually didn't have Diggs rated as high as most people did this year. I just thought the Vikings were going to spread the ball around way yeah. too much. Uh, you know, Michael Floyd's co- going to be coming back up to suspension. The Vikings do love him. Now, I don't know how much production that's going to cut into Stefan Diggs and Thielen, but uh, to me, it just with Rudolph there and Dalvin Cook and uh, every all the guys they had, I just felt they were going to spread the ball around too much, but I also didn't think they were going to be throwing it and scoring as much as they have so far, too, so Stefan Diggs is great moving forward, no question. Yeah, Diggs is number one, Antonio Brown is number two at 22.4, Diggs is averaging 23.3, and nobody else has more than 18.5 points after that. Tyreek Hill is three, Larry Fitzgerald after his big Monday night game is four, A.J. Green five, and Brandon Cooks with his big game on Sunday is six. So Tom, we do have three of the top six wide receivers were drafted in the first round, they're holding up their end of the bargain, Uh, but... It's still a, a very interesting position right now. I mean, you're seeing guys averaging 15 points, 14 points. These are all guys that we thought were going to average 22 points a game. What's going on with the wide receiver position? Well, I think some slow starts for some guys. I mean, A.J. Green was slow out of the gate, but then he came out last week. Obviously, he's got a fantastic matchup this week. Brandon Cooks was slow out of the gate, but he came out in week three. So, and Doug Baldwin was slow out of the gate because the Seahawks are struggling. Now his injury is the issue, but he was fantastic this past week as well. I think the the guys will get there as a wide receiver. Beckham was slow as well. He looks to be all the way back. So I think they'll get theirs. But to me, this has become a running back game right now. You have got to have production 
at the running back position, and that typically means spending an early round pick on these guys. Yeah, we talk about Todd Gurley being a, a value, but he was a value in the third or fourth round. Devonta Freeman's a top scorer. He was an early pick. You just have got to get one of those guys. Chris Thompson, okay, he's the exception here. There's always going to be exceptions, but when you look at this, the top list of scoring running backs, yeah, there's a few. There's there's Chris Thompson. There's Tariq Cohen sliding in there, but most of these guys were guys that we were counting on to help us and were being drafted in the earlier portions of your draft. So you got to get these guys. you just got to have running back production. It's so difficult to win if you're getting 10 or so points from your number one running back per game. Yeah, I had no problem with people taking three wide receivers and going after running backs, but that's not working out again. This is the second straight year where the running backs are dominating and the wide receivers are kind of middle of the pack here. One wide receiver I want to talk about, and I want to get your advice, guys, on him, Sammy Watkins, obviously coming off that big game, got a concussion on Thursday night, should be able to play this week, but he's at Dallas. And a lot of people are wondering, do I trust him again? Some people benched him last week and missed those points. So obviously they're throwing him in their starting lineups this week. Do you get punished because of his good week by starting him this week? Or do you bench him this week? Tom, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sold on the Cowboy defense. Uh, obviously, Skandrick being out there helps a lot. You would expect yep. Skandrick to match up on Watkins quite a bit. But I, I don't think this is a shutdown defense. Carson Palmer was able to do it a lot against this unit and we know that they've had offensive issues so I'm not I'm not a big Sammy Watkins guy I was certainly didn't expect what he did last Thursday to happen I wouldn't have started him in that game either but I'm not that backing I'm not backing off him I'm not that worried about him this week I think Jared Goff is playing better obviously it's tough going on the road but I don't think Cowboys are a shutdown unit I wouldn't be frightened by the matchup just because it's the Cowboys Derek are you starting him this week I think you have to. I mean, if you if you have Sammy Watkins, you spent a fifth or a sixth round pick on him. So, you know, assuming you didn't get somebody at the end of the draft or after that where you feel a lot more comfortable starting him, again, I don't know if it's the McVay factor or whatever, but there's something about that Rams offense. Obviously, Gurley is phenomenal. We've talked about that. And, again, you, you wasted, not wasted, but you used a fifth or sixth round pick. Most likely, he's going to at least be your flex guy at this point. So, based on last week, and like Tom says, uh, the Cardinals actually didn't have trouble moving the ball on the Cowboys at all. I understand that was in Arizona, but you have Sammy Watkins, you got to throw him out there. You, you, you picked him for a reason. You liked him, so go with him. Yeah, I think it's actually a good matchup for Watkins in the Rams offense, so I would start him as well. Let's talk about Willie Sneed real quickly, because like Tom said yesterday, they are at the London game this this week. It's a 9.30 Eastern time start going up against the Dolphins. Snead hasn't practiced with them for a while. So uh, Peyton has already said that he's not sure what how kind what kind of playing time Snead's going to see in this first week. Tom, do you throw him out right away if you have him on your roster? Well, it certainly depends on options. Yeah, he could be limited in his role this week, but he is a talented player. I do think I mean, you can certainly throw on the Dolphins. That's not a, a scary matchup at all for Drew Brees on a neutral field. So I would have no problem starting him as my number three or my, my flex guy, which is probably where you drafted him. So I'm okay with starting him this week. I think there's going to be enough going around there in the passing offense for the Saints for Snead to get involved. All right, let's talk about the Thursday night game real briefly today. We'll get into it more tomorrow. But, Tom, Packers did get good news. They had a lot of guys out there practicing. Bakhtari was out there. Uh, Cobb was out there. Do you start Cobb this week if you're if you're a Cobb owner? Yeah, I mean, he was fantastic the first two games. So, yeah, absolutely. The Bears, the Bears have a good front seven. 
They can get after you at their front seven. We saw them put a lot of pressure on Le'Veon Bell in the running game for Pittsburgh last week, but they're vulnerable in the secondary. So if the Packers can pass for Pitt, protect and getting those guys back Bulaga Bakhtiari that will help a lot obviously now you've got opportunities to take your shots at Nelson and, and Cobb and Devonta Adams so yeah I mean there's no reason not to start Randall Cobb if he's practicing in full and so far he's been practicing in full yeah if you remember the Thursday game last year the Packers threw like 60 some times they didn't even have a running game I think Ty Montgomery had 10 receptions I think they're going to throw an awful lot this week too I'm not sure they're going to be able to run the ball uh, on Thursday, so it will be interesting to see. It's going to be nice weather. It's going to be like in the 60s. Uh, the heat wave has broken here. I don't know if it has in Minnesota, Derek, but it's broken here. And it uh, feels like fall, and I think it's going to be a fall night for football tomorrow night. Uh, talking about the Bears, Derek, I mean, Jordan Howard looked fantastic on Sunday, but he does have a separated shoulder. Haven't heard any reports, but I assume he's full go for Thursday night. He's just going to have to play through the pain. You're definitely starting him, right? Yeah, uh, he's not on the injury report, and I don't even know, do they even submit injury reports for Thursday night's game? I mean, everybody has to be banged up from playing on Sunday, so uh, not being on the injury report means nothing. But yeah, I don't know how you don't start Howard and Cohen in this game. I mean, you aren't starting any other Bears, no chance. I mean, there's nobody else there to start. So uh, again, Packers defense is, we've seen they're not, the they're not you know, the 85 Bears, that's for sure. So um, again, this is a game where you start those two, and you start all your Packers for sure. I mean, they probably are the one team that, just would never get affected by playing on a Thursday night because of Rodgers. So, I mean, all your Packers are full goal, except with the exception of Martellus Bennett. What's going on with him? Uh, he looks giddy. Man. First of all, he can't catch the ball. I mean, he has dropped some easy passes to him. I'm not sure what's going on, if it's concentration or what, but don't give me this. They don't have a rapport at this point. He's caught enough balls in practice, and, I mean, he's dropped easy balls. I've got him on multiple teams, and he's been a disaster. Are you using Tom? him? On Thursday? I am using them. I have used them. Tom said I made a good pickup last week by picking up Ben Watson. Well, he was on my bench because I started Martellus Bennett over him. That's not my fault. Ben Watson <laughs> was a good pickup. You should have started him over Bennett. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't understand this either. I, I think it's going to resolve itself as the season goes on. But, uh, yeah, he's dropping balls in his hand. That's not a chemistry thing. That's a dropping balls in his hands. And he's not the tight end who has drop concerns. That's Lance Kendricks. That's been his M.O. over the years. Maybe they need to start using Kendricks a little bit more. He looks but good. I, I, he does. And But I do like Bennett. I think he's yeah. going to figure this out. But it, it's definitely a slow start. And, again, I think I said this on the uh, on the Rotowire show on Monday because I was being they were asking me about this. If, if he's dropped in your league, pick him up. You don't have to start him, but I would like to have him as my number two if I could. They had a first and goal on the two-yard line. They spread him out. He had a linebacker on him, and Rodgers did not go to him. I, that surprised me because even Romo pointed out that he's got a linebacker wide, and I thought for sure here comes the throw it up and have Bennett come down with it. But uh, I don't know what's going on, but they're not even using him in that way. So interesting to see. All right, tonight is fab night in the NFFC. Tom, I'm looking over free agents. I don't see a whole lot. Wendell Smallwood is out there, but uh, outside of that, what do you see? Yeah, not much. I mean, I don't think it's a big week for free agent pickups. Right. Smallwood, certainly. I mean, maybe Andy Dalton, if he's out there, Deshaun Watson, at quarterback. Uh, maybe Devin Funches, although I, I'm not giddy about their matchup this week against New England. But, yeah, it's it, this is not the week, I don't think, to be breaking open the bank or, or yeah. using that number one waiver wire uh, spot if that's how your league works. I don't think there's anything out there worth really jumping all over. One guy. Yeah, I didn't. 
one guy I noticed out there uh, that was dropped in a lot of leagues, I know he's on IR. I'm, I'm wondering if I miss him, but uh, Corey Coleman of the Browns seems, I know he was he's on IR, but is he he's designated to return, right, at this point? he's not. They're not saying he's out for the year. No, he can return. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's out there in quite a bit of leagues, so if people are, you know, if you have that extra spot and you're looking for a, for a wide receiver that could help you down the stretch, I know he's six, seven weeks out from playing at this point probably, but there's a guy who was, you know, sixth, seventh round uh, drafted in a lot of leagues, so if, if you're looking to stash a guy, there might be a guy for you. Wasn't Higgins a big pickup last week for Cleveland? And, yeah, uh, that, didn't, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> he didn't get much of anything, did he? Uh, that was terrible, and it was an easy matchup, too, and so that's always a concern when the guy flashes and then gets a great matchup and completely shits the bed. Well, we've seen the free agents not really performing. I mean, we talked about uh, Kerwin Williams. He didn't do anything. You can cut him right now. And same with Higgins last week. It's hard to believe that he's going to be productive going forward. So interesting. All right. All right. That's about it. Uh, You guys got anything else to add other than looking forward to Thursday night game? No, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, it's a Packer game, and so it's always fun. But uh, hopefully last Thursday night was the start of something for Thursday night football. It would be great if we saw some really fun games every week, regardless of it's the Packers or who. But that was such a great, exciting game to watch. I'm hoping that's a trend now. Yeah, my sentiments exactly. We, Go yeah, Bears. The trend we talked about last week, though, is getting rid of the Thursday game. Now you're talking about you're looking forward to it. We're just on the roll trying to get rid of it. Get well, we're not getting rid. We're not getting rid of it. He's not. Goodell's not getting rid of it. So if we if we got to have these stupid things, I want them to be good and fun games to watch. Go Bears! Oh damn it! <laughs> Bears! Doctor Butcher. Yeah, uh, we're, we're editing that out of the podcast. Oh, that, we're not ending on that note. He still thinks the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. So, all right, now we're back in a bad mood again. Join us tomorrow when we're, <laughs> we're in a much better mood. Go Pack, go. See you tomorrow. All right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.